we have a fun new game. Andrew, you suggested this. Yes. So in light or inspired by uh, Stefano Domenicali's comments about how history is not enough to maintain your spot on the calendar effectively, <laughs> we're going to have a new segment called Red Flag or Green Light, uh, where we're going to go through this year's season and we're going to discuss each track. And if you would like to keep see it kept on future seasons, you're going to give it the green light. Or if you want to see it taken off of future seasons, you're going to give me the red flag so this is gonna be a bit of rapid fire feel free to shout out your answer as soon as we go through it and then we can uh, maybe discuss when we have a little bit of a you know negotiate maybe when we have a little bit of at odds and see you go from there so bahrain red fight red flag or green light bahrain i'm giving a green i think it's an always interesting track i think they've definitely it's always a great track to start the season i think there's a lot of excitement so green for me i gotta give it a green flag as well i think it's nice and open i think it's a night race and it's just good to kind of show off the cars i think it's a great first event yeah it's become a staple now with regards to f1 testing it's a bit of an outlier of a track but it still provides some pretty epic racing so let's give it the green light on that one i agree three for three on the green light all right jetta yes or no red flag or green light i'm gonna give it a green but this is based off the changes they made to the track this year that we talked about a couple weeks ago Normally, I would have probably given it a red, uh, just given the circumstances from last year's and a lot of crashes, but we saw a little bit better racing this time. So, you know, I'm willing to give it another shot, so I'll give it a green this time. Is there is there like a yellow light for this? Because <laughs> Sa- A I'm, safety car? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a safety car on this one. I mean, I love how it goes from Bahrain, to, from such an open track to Saudi Arabia, and it's such a closed circuit so i mean that keeps it interesting it's such a tight race it's created a lot of fun racing and battles between different teams so i think i think from the first to the second i think it makes for a good transition so i think i'll give it a a green light there i'll give it the green light too i think it's one of the more it's one of the more dynamic street tracks we have where you can overpass or overtake sorry um, which is very rare, I find, in street circuits. Or, you know, there's there's more opportunities to overtake, especially now with widened corners. So, you know, there there is more of a... Drivers are willing to take those risks to, you know, overtake yeah. um, on the fast you, turns. So I, I completely agree with the green light. Yeah, and you need such a perfect lap on it. Because I, if I recall correctly, this was the track that Lewis got on a qualifier, got position but then max came in and he went purple purple and it just looked so good all the way and he clipped the wall at Mm -hmm. i think the last turn so it's moments like that that it's such a tight track that you have to perfect it i think it's such a good test for the drivers such early in the season melbourne so albert park green for me i think this track usually was the track that usually starts the f1 season but we've seen a lot of great racing in Australia other than this last weekend. So we've seen some magnificent drives for a number of drivers here over the years. So I've always enjoyed it. So I think it's a it's a great track, great atmosphere. Yeah, lots of lots of good memes come out of this one. I love that that sweeping turn with the DRS. So a lot of good overtakes on that one. A nice fast track. So overall, green light. Yeah, and I think they have a great fan base in Australia. And, you know, that's really what's the only we only have the that's the only uh, race in like Australia, like Australia, New Zealand area, right? Oceania. So for sure, green light, in my opinion, uh, Baku coming up next weekend as a Ferrari fan. <laughs> it's giving me goosebumps. I mean, that chicane through the castles is going to be crazy with Ferrari's start this 
the season. Who knows what's going to happen? Hopefully we get a car that can make it to the end of the race. I think it's a really cool city. I would love to visit it one day. And I hear it's a very entertaining event there. So great circuit, tight corners, fast track. I'm all for the green light on this one. Especially with that, the end turn towards the start line, just the imagine the top speed that drivers can hit. But yeah, I do get goosebumps with that turn on the castle. But I think overall, it's a beautiful track. It's a great street circuit. We've seen some great racing and we've seen Lewis Hamilton immediately. Oh, I'll never forget. Yes, that was Sebastian Vettel's uh, only podium with Austin Martin, I think, uh, in Baku. So that's a green for me. I think so far we're doing well. Uh, Who's going to be the outlier? I'm curious. Next one is Miami. And personally, I give it a red flag. That track sucked last year so bad. It had a great concept, but... You know, the track was peeling apart. It was kind of like, it was, you know, one of those uh, showcase events, in my opinion. But I don't think even the driver's not a big fan of Miami. So I will say no to that. I'm I'm going for the, the red light. I think it's purely showbiz. I don't think, I, I felt like it was so forced. And then looking at this calendar, there's already, there's three races in the U.S., so Miami was just forced and kind of unnecessary. I think there's a lot of other tracks around the globe that could fit into this better. Because once again, we were talking about a better schedule on logistics. We're talking from Baku to Miami, back to Italy. And it's like, why are you crossing an ocean twice for just to get to one race, right? This is a perfect spot where you could introduce Morocco, just go right down to Africa, introduce a whole new continent, have a whole new showcase for a country. And then you still got two other races in the US. This is kind of tying into our first conversation. I think the fifth race of the year could be Africa. I think that'd be a a good time for it. So for me, it'd be red flag as well. And not just only of that, I found that the racing last year was not as exciting. And just that the thing that stood out for me is just, it was like a cost thing. It felt very fabricated. But also, I think for me, that fake yacht area kind of was the last <laughs> straw. That I, and I think that I think the people that live within that park area, the Miami Gardens, they I don't think they really said yes to this. So, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of issues with Miami last year and I think doesn't deserve to be on the on on this. I think that's our first track off all red flags. All right. So as as Spencer mentioned, we do back we'll go back to Italy on the 21st of May at Imola. Been the host of sprint events, not a sprint event this year. So red flag or green light Imola. This green is light. A, yeah. This Ferrari is a, and Italy is just yeah. perfect. Yeah. It's you just I love light. to see it. It's such a whenever there's a home race for Ferrari, it's like I live in that moment. This is the track that hosted the 1980 Italian Grand Prix, the San Marino Grand Prix from 81 to 80, uh, 2006. We've seen amazing drives from a lot of uh, a lot of people there. And I think that this is definitely something that should be kept on the track. And obviously, when you race in Italy, the fans come. Yeah, I agree with the green light. Too. I just think the history around it, um, you know, being Ferrari's home track, you really have to have one there. And it, it, it's... It's a lot of fun to watch that they go, you know, I think there's a lot of great opportunities for some um, risk take risk taking the racing. And I, I think it wouldn't, an F1 calendar wasn't the same before without it. And now that it's back on, it's kind of a nice fresh breath air or breath of fresh air. And I think really everyone enjoys it. Now, next one is probably gonna be one of the more controversial ones this evening. Monaco, <laughs> red flag or green light this one? 200% green light i love this track i was lucky enough to walk it such a tight circuit 
real test the drivers. And, and honestly, F1 drivers, they need a skill set, right? They need to be a perfectly well-rounded driver where they can handle themselves on a full circuit and then they can take it to the streets and just drive like crazy in such tight spaces and race among each other. I know it's a, a track that qualifiers basically sets the the race and the race results, but it's a crazy test and you throw rain into it and it's probably the most difficult undertaking any athlete could do. So I love the challenge. I love the city. I I think it's perfect for F1. And and to bring in history, I know that's downplayed by by people out there. I I think it's the home of F1. I think it's super important to the sport and I'm I'd love for it to stay. I'm with Spencer. 200% keep it on when F1 drivers dream of winning Monaco, you keep that track on. You keep that on the calendar no matter what. As Spencer mentioned, mentioned it is such a technical track. And it's honest, it, we don't do enough justice of how well they do or how or how precise they have to be every turn in Monaco in order to, you know, optimize their lap time. So I think having that technical display, yeah, maybe Sunday's not the best, but you just have, you have to just give them a ton of respect for what they do. And especially when it's, I just mentioned, when it's a dream of them to win Monaco, you can't take that off the calendar. Yeah, and, and just to add that, like it is a bucket list item for all these drivers. And imagine if they took it away. Like you grew up, as an F1 driver, you would grow up and be like, I want to win Monaco. And then they come along and they're like, you know what? We got better tracks. We got Miami. Like you'll be, you'll be happy there. Like it's got to stay. It's got to be, everyone's got to try it and see if they can win it. So, and it's, it, it's total luck too. I mean, like, whether, I mean, we're talking about luck, the Ferrari and their strategies and their craziness, but I think it's got to stay. I'm willing to put a red flag in this, and this is my rationale. It is a harder track. Qualifying is very important, yes. But if the cars just keep getting bigger, then I don't really see the point of such a small track like this. Um, you know, 10, 20 years ago, the cars were significantly smaller with the regulations, and we probably did see a little bit better racing, but... These cars now are gigantic compared, and I I just don't think this with the current regulations and the current car frame and their weight. Just for me, it makes this track not even watchable because we will barely get to see any action. As you guys said, if you kill qualifying, you're most likely going to win the race unless something really bad happens in the pit stops. So for for me, I'm going to give this red, just solely based on that uh, rationale. We're here to disagree. All right, we're going to go through a couple of rapid-fire ones here, though, all right? Cat Barcelona, Gilles Villeneuve, Red Bull Ring. Give it to me. Green I think I'll green. Yeah, green light. Keep it in Canada. Love that. Definitely green light. And uh, Austrian, green light as well. Yeah, you know what? My caveat, I can grow three green lights, but my caveat is if they kept that ridiculous um, final chicane in Barcelona, you know, they're getting rid of that this year, but if they kept it this year, that's a red flag because that track is just super boring. Another rapid-fire. Here we go. Silverstone, Hungaro Ring, Spa. Uh, I will give Silverstone green. Hung, I'll give Hungary green. Uh, spa, I will give red. I'm all green on this one. Love Silverstone. People in the UK love it. Hungary is a great track. And then Spa, legendary. I think that uphill is just unreal. And so I think the the track is crazy. So 
I'm I'm definitely green on this one. Yeah, I go uh, green, green, green. Um, Silverstone is always a great track. Um, provides a quality race. Uh, Hungaro Ring is just it's another fun track that can be very unpredictable. You know, we've seen that a couple of years ago in the rain when you know Bottas decided just to run into the back of I believe it was uh, Lando Norris and effectively took out both Red Bulls um, at a time where. <laughs> Uh, the week before in Silverstone, there was a big crash. So, you know, again, great, you know, uh, I would say great um, entertainment. And I love Spa. It's my favorite track to drive on the F1 video game because it's got so many fast turns. Uh, I can only imagine what the G-forces are like going through a Rouge up the hill in such a tight turn to the Kendall Strait. It'd just be, it'd be really unique Um it's it's just a unique track, and it's the longest one on the calendar. But to me, the the top speeds that you hit is just incredible. So I love Spa. Keep it on. All right, another rapid fire. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. Zandvoort, Monza, Singapore, and Suzuka for them. So Zandvoort is definitely one of my favorite layouts of a track. I think it's almost out of a video game that some of the roads go sideways. One of my favorites on the on the calendar. That's definitely a green light. Once again, Monza. Another home race for, for Ferrari that's got to stay. And then I love a good night race. So going to Singapore, it is super hot there and humid. The yeah. The drivers struggle there. Um, they've got to cool down the cars a ton. they got to keep the tires at the right temperature. It's extremely difficult to ace that race. So Singapore, I think it's green light. It's just a lot of work. For me, it's I think it's green all around. Uh, I think Zanforth. I really love that the thir- turn thirteen, turn fourteen coming into uh, the checkered flag and just seeing top speeds there and obviously the atmosphere. Monza Temple of Speed, no question. Singapore, it is hot. We see some great racing. I mean, Sebastian Vettel was the king of Singapore for the Lion of Singapore for a reason. That man dominated that track like no tomorrow. Yeah, Zanvoort is a lot of fun, great, unique uh, track, as you mentioned. Monza, Temple of Speed. I just, you know, it's such a fun layout. Singapore, Suzuka, if I'm going to be controversial, I'd say you take one of them off the calendar. Um, If you wanted to to open up a race opportunity to expand out, you know, having those two races in Asia uh, back-to-back. And people are going to hate me to say this, but maybe Suzuka comes off the calendar because I I don't want to watch a race at 3 a.m., to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's just selfish, Andrew. Come on. I know, I know. But I, that's this is the controversy right there, right? I think uh, I think with Japan, there's there's a difference between a good race with the drivers and then a good event. And I think Japan has some of the best fans. Oh, yeah. And so oh, that's what far. I love about it. But I, I agree with you. If it was to take one or the other, I'd, I'd love Singapore for a night race. I think uh, Japan could come off for for expansion, but as it is, I'm going to keep it as a green light, though. All right, we're going to talk about this next three. Um, so we have you know six more laces. We're going to talk next year. So we have October is quite an interesting month where we go Qatar, then Coda, and then Mexico City. So uh, what's everyone's opinion? Green light, red flag on those three races or those three tracks? I'm red flag on Qatar. I'm, uh, I think it's overkill on this calendar. I think going from Japan to the Middle East, back to the U.S., I think it's just an opportunity cost to another track somewhere else. So I'm going to give that a, a red flag. Yeah, I, I agree, Spencer. I didn't really think the track was all that 
when they did it um, in 2021. I just think there's other better circuits out there that have a great, better layout. It's all flat. Like I don't, like, there was no undulation changes whatsoever. And I, again, I think it's just a money race or a spectacle race that is bringing in F1 a bunch of cash. Uh, Coda, I personally love Coda. I think Coda is a great track, especially that first turn when you go up the hill, everyone converges into that tight corner and then you come down to those S curves. Everybody uh, but sign a... goes through that corner. <laughs> if Russell <laughs> takes you out. <laughs> yeah. And then they talk about it in the cool down room afterwards. But I think they do a great job at Coda with the, you know, the, the, the driver introductions. We used to do that, right? At the Grand Prix, they used to do driver introductions before the race. I think they did it last year. Um, I think it's a, it's a fun one. And I don't see why it shouldn't be taken off the calendar. I think if I get to see Daniel Ricardo with another handlebar mustache, I am green flag on this one. I'm green flag all the way to Las Vegas. So maybe bring this into the three U.S. races, right? If you were to keep one, what would you keep between Miami, Austin, or Las Vegas? We haven't seen Las Vegas yet. I think that's going to be probably one of the most lavish, bougie races on the calendar. I'm curious what your thoughts are and, and what... If there was to be one U.S. Grand Prix, which one would you keep? I think for me, I'll start is I really like the track at Austin. I think just the, the culture there is it's not it's not flashy in the sense that it's not like a Miami or a Las Vegas. It's its own. It's in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Austin is a great city. We've seen some good racing there. It's different. It's not like a New York. It's not like a Florida it's not like a California, it's Texas. It's, it's different. It's in the it's kind of the middle of the United States. So both West and East kind of come to Texas to, to watch a race. I agree. I'm, I'm backing that up hundred percent. Hey, the only reason why I think Vegas will be interesting to watch is just them going down the strip at 350 K with all the lights. But to me, that's it, right? I think the track layout is pretty brutal. <laughs> all things considered, um, it just, it looks terrible on the calendar in terms of the layout. And, uh, you know, Coda, Coda is um, one that's raced not only by F1, but by NASCAR. I think IndyCar is trying to do, or maybe they did dumb IndyCar there in the past. So it's used across um, many of, you know, racing or professional racing leagues and, like you know, styles. So I would take Coda over the three. Now, if you had to keep one between the following three, Mexico City, Sao Paulo, and Abu Dhabi, or Interlagos, Mexico City, or Abu Dhabi, what would you pick? Brazil, 100%. It's iconic. Lewis Hamilton has the most insane races there. If we get to see Lewis Hamilton overtake somebody every lap, it's going to be a good time. So I'm going to keep Brazil on there. I love Mexico City. I love that. Like, imagine going to the Mexican Grand Prix, sitting in the stands and having a chicane go right through and just being able to watch overtakes. I think that would be such a fun event to go to. I think having Perez have a home race is pretty entertaining. And so I think, I think Mexico's fun, but I would keep Brazil on it. My vote would be keeping San Paulo on. I think that's there's no question about that. Yeah. Interlagos to me is where you should end the F1 season. Personally, because they've done that before, there've been you know the 08 title, the 08 title race was in Brazil, and how electric that was. And even these past couple of years in the sprint event, how they how electric they've been, you know, with Kevin Magnussen getting pole, uh, you know, Russell winning his first race, but just 
uh, Interlagos, especially in the rain, is something else to behold. And, uh, you know, Abu Dhabi just doesn't never just doesn't do it for me, in my opinion. I think it's just, again, another spectacle race at the end of the season that um, they just throw in the calendar. So, you know, that's that's it. That's that's red flag or green light. That was a fun one, boys. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. And thank you, Spencer, for participating in that. So that concludes this week's episode of the F1 podcast, season three, episode nine. We're slowly inching to racing again i think we'll might do an episode next week we'll check the calendar but boys we're gonna have racing again really excited it's been a long break we'll see what happens in baku um and we'll keep you guys posted about our next event um shortly so stay tuned to social media i am co-host richie i'm here with andrew congratulations spencer on your first episode on the f1 podcast you killed it congratulations thank you so much I'm going to go uh, have some champagne. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, uh, you can buy the champagne that they use um, on the podium at uh, Italy. (laughs) They implore. They have have it in stock. (laughs) They have it in stock. Oh, I should get that for my birthday. Okay. Andrew, do do the honors. Sign us off. We'll do. Well, thank you again, Spencer, uh, for jumping in as co-host this week for the F1 podcast. It was an absolute treat uh, to pick your brain on your f1 thoughts and uh thank you again john for co-hosting a wonderful uh, episode this week yes this has been season three episode nine of the f1 podcast don't forget to follow us on instagram at f1.podcast uh follow us at all on apple Podcasts, spotify and on xreachie's youtube channel uh our next episode will be season three episode 10 where we will finally get to review another race it's going to be azerbaijan it's been a wild one So let's see if it lives up to the hype. Thank you, everybody, and have a great night.